Welcome in, welcome in, welcome once again to the newest edition of Three In, Three Out. I am your host, Clinton Bonner. Find me out on Twitter, at Clinton Bonner. And I am joined by the one, the only, the great Brandon Schultz. Find him out on Twitter, at SeahawkersPod. Brandon, we had a pretty big week. You know, you and I, the Seahawks universe, the Seahawks multiverse, not only did we launch a new podcast, a preview podcast last week, a little Seahawks what if, that was number one. Not only are we now putting these live out on, we we think we're putting these live out on YouTube, we'll see how it goes, we're going to throw it out there, but but number three and probably the most important thing, Brandon, our Seahawks, they went in. They saw and they kicked some Colts, you know what, to go one and oh, 28 to 16. Basically, a blowout felt like a blowout. How did it feel for you, Brandon? It was a blowout because it wasn't until the fourth quarter when they got those final six points. And it was, you know, that, that to me, it didn't feel like I, I, I didn't have to reach for any kind of medication in this game. And to me, that's a win because how many times I I think we expected it. We expected this to come down to the fourth quarter to where we were having to be worried. And no, it, uh, they, they send the blitz there at the end. They, they try and, and shut down the Colts to keep them out of the end zone. They don't get to the quarterback. It ends up being a touchdown. Okay. They get six points there. Oh, well. I'll take oh, it. well, did, yeah, didn't didn't bug me none. I had put out a Twitter poll the week previous, just asking like, hey, of these four outcomes, which one do you think is most likely? Two of them, you know, one was like Seahawks squeak it out, Seahawks win big, uh, and then the other two are about the Colts and stupid Colts fans voted on those and they're they're big dum dums and didn't really have a chance in this game and I knew that already. Uh, I was in twenty six percent of the people said Seahawks by more than five. I voted for that. I was in that camp. I didn't think this would be particularly close, and it wasn't particularly close. However, if people go back or if they listen to the What If episode, you were more the Mama Cleo than I was. We Maybe we'll talk a little bit about that as well. But for those that don't know 3 in, 3 out, you know, just a little bit, if this is your first time, first time me, first time you in this dojo, we're not going to be talking about the 69-yard bomb to Tyler Lockett. It's beautiful. You know, the, the major things that you've already heard about and digested and seen and watched and watched on repeat because the sexy deep ball is a sexy deep ball. But we are going to dive into the nooks and the crannies of the game and other areas that, you know, perhaps other uh, commentators just don't dare to go, if you will. So, Brandon, you know, there's we have a lot of a lot of things in three and three out. Things have evolved, yet there's only one one rule, one rule to rule them all. Brandon, what is the rule for the good people of the Seahawks world here? Yes, welcome to our dojo. There is one rule. It is when the Seahawks win. We start with an in. We get to start with an in. So the 2021 season starts with an in. Why don't we hop to one right now? Oh, look at that. Look at this. Look at us doing this live. We're amazing. All right, so... Uh, you know, this is, I say to you all the time, Brandon, it's about, it's about the wet canvas. It's about the Bob Ross. You get the liquid white on, on, you know, canvas there and you start to paint it. So I want to go into 11 minutes to go in the third quarter. We're now up 21 to 10 and, you know, we're feeling good, but we're not feeling great yet. You know, it was a little bit getting a little sluggish there. It was like, wait a second, we about to let them do some things and, you know, let, let this slide away. I want to call out this play. The ball's on the 38-yard line, R38. And we talked about this in the preseason. 
the speed of D Eskridge and what does that do to other teams? So this play earlier, we had seen D take the jet sweeps, right? Gets around the edge. I think he had two runs for 22 yards, something like that. He averaged like 11 yards a carry. Beautiful. No, no, no. This particular play, you get D, you get D Eskridge in motion. You see like a nickel or the, the maybe the box safety kind of just follow over, not all the way over, but just enough gets, you know, clears, clears out that side as he follows D left to right. And then on the snap, not only is okay, Carson's getting the ball, but all eyes on Gerald Everett. Everett, who's lined up right side, is now coming around. He's pulling, kicking. Now Everett does. Two things extraordinarily well here. Number one, Shane the main brain, beautiful, love the design, love the play call. Everett realizes that the the right defensive end crashed down so significantly. So if you watch the play, Everett's about to engage number ninety seven Muhammad, and he he just thinks twice about it. He thinks twice and goes, "Wait a second, I have a, I got bigger fish to go fry." He kicks out further. DK puts enough of a chip on his guy, and all of a sudden, Everett is is on the cornerback. And Carson is up the left-hand side, nine yards. He's basically six, seven yards before being touched. It is it's not the biggest play of the game, but it's the scheme. We talked about unveiling this scheme all preseason. We saw it here. Have to start with that. The speed of D, the execution, the beautifulness from Everett. That's all brand new to us. That's where I'm going for the first in. How do you feel about it? Oh, if we're talking about scheme with this first in, I go back to to earlier on in the game with the first little dump off screen pass to Everett. So Everett in this uh, a couple different places. And yes, it was there was a couple moments where you go, ooh, I, I like how they that, how they drew that up. This is different. And this was one of those plays. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but was this the one where Carson like he could have got the extra yard, but he just needed to stiff arm the dude and, and ended up getting carried out of bounds like one yard short of the first down. Yeah, he went for nine yards on this one. He just he just didn't like this was I think it was it might have been first down. I got I got to yeah, check. It was, the, it was nine yards, the- but and then he ended up getting the, the one yard, I think, on the very next play. But it was it, there was one play that stood out to me where it was like, dude, just put your head down, get the, the first down. But no, he's, he's stiff arming the dude and, and the guy rides his uh, rides him out of bounds. Let's not go to negative okay. town on I, this I, one. Yeah, I, why are we <laughs> doing like, like, turning ins into outs? No, the, yeah, yeah, this no, is no, an this in is and this not what we do. Not what we do on three and three out, especially when we start with the name, which you know about. So, but that was a, that was a great one. And, you know, and again, I still feel like, you know, I'm sure we'll talk a little more scheme as we go into all this. And I still feel like we didn't get the full Monty yet. I think you had on the recap show, Tyler Lockett kind of alluded to that too. He's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like a little bit of like, you ain't seen nothing yet. We didn't give you everything on film just yet. We're just getting started, people. Yes, sir. So we're rolling into an out. We're doing this live, you know, for the YouTube people out there. The audio cut's going to sound so pristine. You're you're all going to realize how good good of an editor this man is right here. And when I say this man, not me, that man, Brandon, because he cuts out a lot of my junk. And boy, do I toss some junk out there. So let us start. Let us start on the outside, you know, the sober yin side of this ledger. Okay. There were some moments, Brandon, this again, painting it for the people, 135 to go. Most of these outs, I'm going to feel like it's that that third quarter where it just it we hit some doldrums. One thirty-five to go in the third quarter. It's still twenty-one to ten, right? We came into halftime hot, 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 and we got the ball back. 
almost the whole quarter's eclipsed. So it felt like a slog this entire quarter. At this point, also, Metcalf just wasn't all that involved, right? So on second down, they they had that little wide receiver screen. They try to Met- Metcalf. That gets snuffed out. So, you know, Russ just grounds it. I'm like, okay. The, uh, the next play, it's like third and four at about the 50-ish, right? Like midfield. And we're like, man, we should go. We got to go get more points. Even if it's three to go up by two full scores would have been nice. They, they get pressure right up the gut, right? And the next play, and whatever, the, you know, I'm sure there's somebody to blame for the pressure. And Russ does the floater down the right-hand side to Metcalf, who's double covered. And if anything, it had a chance to be intercepted. It wasn't, it was like low probability, just everything that we saw end of 2020, second half of 2020, where we had to kind of like pull off miracles to get, to get, to move the chains. And we got into these doldrums. It was like, Ooh, we're looking too much like 2020 that I went back on the rewatch. Do you know who is really, really, really wide open on that same exact play? <laughs> I, I don't know. Let me throw out a guess though. Yeah. Throw out a guess. Uh, a guy who was kind of a, a monster uh, in the, that I felt like in the second half showed up. How about Will Disley? Okay, it was Uncle Will. Okay, Uncle it was Chris Will. Carson then, because that's it the was, other guy. <laughs> it was it wasn't Chris Carson. So you know, I'm not going to give you the third strike, and that's okay. We're going we're going live fire here. Number 18, Freddie Swain is wide open, and we're not talking wide open left hand side where Russ can't see him. Now I, I get it. I know Russ played a beautiful game, passer rating of 152.3. So you know, d- you know save your save your at comments. I, this is what three and three outs all about. But go back and watch that play. Freddie Swain is just, he just does a little in. He just like, just drags across a linebacker's going with another dude. There's nobody on him, nobody on him. So the play was there for that, you know, quick, quickest, quick, you know, quick, quicker, quickest. That dump off to Swain to pick up five, six yards was immediately also there. And my out is just like, hey, did DK get into Russ's head? Because they tried the wide receiver screen, nothing was going just yet. Do you think for that out, do you think that DK maybe was, was the frustration starting to wear and it changed, you know, Russ's maybe pattern for a second? I, I don't think I would go there just yet. I, I think DK had a fine game, uh, but I he can did. see where the frustration would be in your mind, because this was the drive right after Carson Wentz. They, they get him to fourth down. It's fourth and one. And Carson Wentz fumbles the snap. DJ Reed able to pick it up. And so... This was the drive where you're like, okay, this is where you go down, you score, you put it up 28 to 10 going into the fourth quarter, and you absolutely don't have to worry about anything. Now, ultimately, they did go up 28 to 10 in the fourth quarter, but this this felt like the put it away drive after that turnover. And yeah, for the 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 kind of the aborted screen to where Russell just threw it in the dirt and then on fourth down to to miss the open guy. I, I, it always upsets me when I, when you throw me one of these quizzes and I don't get it right. I'm going to be thinking about this for the rest of the show now. So thanks. You are really you, honestly though you're you're pretty damn good at them. So that's why I, I love them out there because usually you're you're on the money. But that's okay. Swain, if you're gonna, like, yeah, I'm going to get Freddie good, Swain. I, like I was look, I was looking for Freddie Swain as much as Russell Wilson was looking for Freddie Swain in that moment. <laughs> Well, I think D. Eskridge was already, uh, you know, heavily concussed. I, again, hopefully he's okay. I'm not even sure if it's a concussion, but dude, dude took a big hit. Um, so, you know, Swain's your three at that point. You go look at the percentages. I think Swain ended up taking like 
43% of the snaps. Oh, so which now I I'm think the jerk for not saying Swain when you threw out that. Yes, that would have been the smart guess. End, just, you know, let's, let's get back to an awesome in and just remember that you're the jerk. That's all. All right, we are back on the fun side, the raging yang side, the ledger. Okay, we're going eight minutes in, quarter one. This is the Colts. And if you're like, well, that just means the Colts still have the ball. Man, oh man, that was kind of worrisome for a bit, right? And it was mainly, it wasn't like, all right, the Colts might score here. You know, that's that's the case anyway. But it was like, man, I want to see the offense. I want. It was like, you're, we're all waiting for the Shane, you know, the main brain offense to get out there which eventually it did, and we, we, we win going away. And eight minutes to go, quarter one, it's when the Colts like get down by the goal line, so still 0-0, zero, zero, right? So this is, we get we got Daryl Taylor lines up left edge, and they have a, a handoff to Jonathan Taylor to the right side of the formation. The play I want to call out is Daryl Taylor makes Jack Doyle a longstanding, you know, tight end in this league, a veteran, a, a bona fide tight end. What is he, six, six years in or so, if I had to guess? The dude's been around the block. He makes Doyle look like a little child, like a little boy. He like literally gets gets under him sled-wise, just stands him up, throws him to the left-hand side, and then makes solid contact with Taylor about two yards deep. Taylor's a pretty decent back, carries him for a little bit. It's it's a maybe maybe a one yard gain, Brandon. But it was the first big hint that after the Jamal Adams offsides, which was barely offsides on a play that would have been a three and out, that was the first big hint that we could stop them. And then we did. Then it was the Adams play right after that, and then another good play, and then they kicked the field goal. So huge momentum switch to say, okay, you want do you want to burn all that time off the clock? And one of our young boys basically. His, his rookie year, essentially, I know it's year two, but his rookie year really can make a big play early. Huge momentum gain. Got to give the in to Taylor. His first in on three and three out. He's got to be fired up. How about you? I, I'm fired up too. I'm fired up for Taylor because there was this moment and that really did help kind of spark that, uh, that goal line stand. They never really got close because on uh, second down, uh, Benson Mayoa had the tackle in the backfield for, yep. for a three-yard loss. And then, yes, they completed the pass, but it was Kerry Hyder on the tackle that helped keep him out of the end zone. And so, yes, the, the, a lot of effort there by all three defensive linemen as they got inside that 10-yard line. And I'm, I'm glad Daryl Taylor got it because not only did he make Doyle look silly on that particular play, it was later on in the game where it, I think it was the fourth down play where uh, he just, on Braden Smith, on the right tackle, just made him look silly, pushing him all the way back in the backfield and taking down Carson Wentz. Yeah, and I love the fact that you called out Mayoa on play two. Like Adams got through, Mayo Mayoa cleaned it up, and then Hyder did a bit of a Superman to save. You know, Adams was there to make that tackle potentially. However, it was because he was already going down with the Hyder Superman for behind. So three outstanding plays back to back to back, and the momentum that Taylor provided was. Uh, yeah, that that was the play for me. So excellent, excellent, just vibe by those Seahawks. That like, even though the Colts were moving the ball, that first drive, it was still a lot of good early hats. You heard you heard the click clack. You heard the hats being brought early, and uh, that was a huge momentum stop. So big, big in for the for our second year guy. All right, why don't we bounce over to the uh, the, the not so fun side of the ledger? Because I, I got another one for you.
Okay, Brandon, I stole this from, oh, I did it. I did the thing. I did the thing where I say, okay, Brandon. So I stole <laughs> Nobody this. Nobody knows that, except for no, you and now me. They all, now they all know. So uh, so I stole this from your your grab bag of when when an in is an out, and out's really kind of an in, especially in when we have a, a, a win where we demoralize a team. And by the way, this we demoralize this team. We, I thought they were good. I was told they were good. They didn't look good. Um, but this out, it's 14 to 10. One minute and a half to go in the first half. So if you're, you know, rewinding the clock, you're like, wait, didn't we end the first half in a really cool way? Yeah, yeah, we did. However, there was a play. You talked about it earlier. Some of the ways we got the tight ends going. That, and again, this is an out. The the out is for man, oh man, the timing of a beautifully called tight end screen to Everett. We're, we're moving the ball quite well. Um, and you know we're we're setting up for our two minute drive, and we execute this lovely tight end tight end screen. It's a convoy. He goes for about 24, 25 yards down there, but there's an immediate flag out there, and it's because the left tackle was not engaged or left tackle wasn't, not covered on line of scrimmage. Wasn't covered up. Yes. Right. Illegal so, formation. Yeah. So it is. It, it's it, it is an illegal formation. I love the concept. I love the execution. Something went wrong there. I hate that we had to put that on film and got nothing for it. What, who, who's at fault there? Is it like where Brown's lining up, or is that simply a schematic thing that you know Shane the main brain should have known? I, I don't. I don't understand where the out goes. But that was a big out for me because giving that away without getting the you know quarter of the field taken. Man, I, 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 it hurt me to see that not count because it was one of the more beautiful plays we executed. Yeah, I, I would have to go back and look exactly how it was lined up because there was something there. And yeah. Pete seemed upset about it, too. So I wonder if it was you know, one of those borderline type things where the officials go, oh, we're going to call you on that. Or maybe they said something before, like, hey, if you keep lining up that way, then then we're going to call you on it. And they did. They could be ticky tack, just like DK early on in this, you know, being up in the yeah. guy's face a little bit too much where they don't want things to get quite out of hand. So they might call it borderline one way just to just to send a message. And yeah, it's like you said, it's unfortunate that nothing came out of it on that particular play. But ultimately, we got that 69 yard touchdown pass to Tyler Lockett. Yeah, and that, that that was a lovely thing that, you know, in years past on our side of the field at a second and 20 after a negative play and then a penalty, you know, years past we might be setting up to hit, you know, hit the locker rooms and just and just go that way, but you know, but this is a different year and that was a lovely, I mean, that's that is the sexy deep ball. That is the the all the whole thing Ray. That is as lovely as it gets. And you know, I kind of I kind of want to say too, if the if the call from the ref back to the play is Left tackle not covered on the line of scrimmage. Should, isn't that the defense's? Like, what, what are you doing as a defense? Like, why? why I don't. I don't get it. So I didn't know. I just not. I want more. Want more. I want more. You know, someone's got to give it to me. The lineman being covered has to do with where the receiver on the outside is lined up. Okay. And okay. Yeah. It, it's it's how it's how that receiver is lined up next to the left tackle, and so there there's a very specific position that they have to be in. And that's why sometimes when you see guys go in motion and from one side of the line to the other, you'll see like the wide receiver take a step back when the yes. guy goes yeah. into position next sure. to the tackle. That's what they're, they're making sure they're in the proper formation for the average person. They probably 
are going to be like, yeah, what the heck? But for yeah, football like players, me, right? like they should know. Right. And, you know, so you helped me come to the conclusion that it's not Shane, the main brain's fault. It's not Dwayne Brown's fault. And it wasn't Gerald Edwards' fault. It was it was the ref's fault. So they can own that one. It was the ref's fault. Good. All right. So when we start with an in, the last in of the three is going to be right now before we get to that last out, which is usually, you know, yeah, but it's, it's how it again, works when there's three ins and three outs. The last the third in is the last in what we talk about. Correct. That, that's, that's unless how we goes. don't, unless I do an in after we're done. But, which we, which we, maybe, maybe we will, right? So this last official in, if you will, time, four minutes to go in the third quarter. We're back to the third quarter. This was so pivotal in so many Why ways. Why are there ends in the third quarter? This was the well, worst quarter. I know. But however, you, correct. It was the worst quarter. However, we're up 21 to 10. Now we talked about the third quarter had been like, it's been this slog, right? The Colts are now driving. They're then they're looking to get back to within one score, which by the way, people are like, oh, Frank Reich is this genius, that genius, this genius. I don't know. I don't know too many genius coaches that that keep giving away chances to be within one score, but he sure did a couple times. Oh so no, I'll, you're gonna I'll, you're gonna steal my in. Oh, oh okay. You, you may right. have to pivot, but there's plenty there. You, I'm sure you got plenty All of right, Brandon. It's all good. Okay, take this, it. This this is from the Seahawks 34 yard line, the third and three play. They hand it off to Naheem Hines. It's kind of going up the middle, right? It looks like a dealer's choice where he wants to go. Now, Hyder beats his guy badly on the left-hand side, and it makes it makes Hines cut back to the left-hand side of, of the Colts line. And then from 14 yards deep, Brandon, you know who's coming in to get this stick. Who came in to stop him a half yard short on this third down play? Quan Dre Diggs. Heck yes, dude. Diggs is, I, I went back and watched it a few times. I'm like, man, he, all right, he's 14 yards deep. That's probably like, you know, where your center fielder plays, et cetera, et cetera. Takes one half step back, which is, I'm sure, their first step as, as a safety. Recognizes run. He flies in. He puts a beautiful, beautiful stick on Hines. Not only stops him in his tracks, drives him backwards, rolls over him. He knows he stopped him short. This is not like him trying to check the sidelines. He's like, he knows he stopped the dude short. It was short. Brandon, you know the very next play. You mentioned it earlier. So now it's fourth down. Reich is going forward again as opposed to just getting within within one. The next play is that that big the fumble that we fumble talked by about. Carson Wentz. A we butt fumble. Wentz butt yeah. fumbled it. Yeah, <laughs> not exactly no, like the Mark Sanchez. Yeah, well, he yeah. didn't run into the back. No, right, right. right. Not, not the butt fumble because that because there could only be one. That's uh, however, sorry that that might have been your 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 special in your brand in, but but and I'm sure you want to talk some more digs love. What do you got? Yes, and I I can I can pivot to another guy who was in on that play, and I'll just I'll save that for later. A little teaser nice. of, of nice. who my in then will be since it's not digs, but digs was all over the place in this yeah. game and man that was fun to see now he didn't have any turnovers or anything like that but the guy was hitting hard and when you see that when you see that you know you're gonna get on the show and in in column yeah and that that's exactly the way to frame it up and that was that was for me it was the play of the game like that to me was the most important play of the game um for all the reasons if they convert there they're almost definitely within one score and yet they never, they never got within one score. So like, that's, that's, that's the big thing. That's why I kept going back to that third quarter. However, Brandon, we got one more out. It's going to be a, a, you know, let's just hit the, hit the button, hit the button already. Let's get there. 
All right, last out on three in, three out, week one with this lovely demolishing of what was supposedly a good Indianapolis Colts team. Once again, I don't see it yet. And I think that's because we are a better team. Maybe they still go whatever, 10 and seven, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, but maybe they're good. Know. Carson Wentz looked yeah. okay. Like- oh, no, no. I think I do, I do think they're actually a pretty good team. I just don't think they're on our level. This is how I'm going to phrase it. Overrated, I just do not think they're on overrated our Overrated Colts, but still might the, be okay. Yeah, and they, and they might be, and they might do something in that division. We'll see, right? We'll see, and we'll let them figure all that out. We probably will never see them this year, and if we did, it's the Super Bowl. And if that's the case, well, bring it well, on. Then we'll, yeah, we'll be quite happy. So this out is a little bit conceptual. It's gonna go. I felt we actually ran. This is me saying this, Brandon. I think we ran the ball too much. I think we ran the what? ball too much, and again, specifically in the third quarter. Like I okay. just don't. It was the lack of stepping on the throat. It's not a particular play. It's just that, dude, we end the half with the 69-yard bomb to lock it, we, and then the Colts just don't try to move the ball again, which was, again, weird. Like, why not try to go get three and not take – and I didn't, I didn't get that. Once again, I'm questioning Frank Reich's uh, prowess as it is. And then the whole third quarter – it just felt like a lack of killer instinct, which led to some of the other stuff we talked about earlier. I'll leave it there and just say that to me, it's like, why do we got to step on the throat in the fourth quarter when they had chances where, where it took a Quandre Diggs play and then a bit of a lucky fumble to even you know not get this to one score? I want to see us just put teams away in the third and not let it linger a little longer. So that's my last out is, man, hit the gas, hit the gas. They clearly cannot cover our dudes. What do you got? It, it wasn't, I don't think it was a problem with running the football though, but it definitely was a problem with putting the foot on their throat because just going back and looking through this, Carson had one run on the first drive. I guess Freddie Swain had uh, the handoff that he took, uh, you know, swinging across the, the backfield yep. there. So two runs. Uh, then you had Chris Carson with the nine yard run, which was one of your ends. Loved and, it, and loved it, more of that. <laughs> <laughs> and then picking up the first down, but then it was three straight pass plays by Russ that took him out on the second drive. Uh, on the third drive in the third quarter was the fumble, and I, I mentioned it on the recap show. I don't think that that was on Chris Carson. It wasn't like he was carrying the ball way out there. It was just a very right. precise punch by Darius Leonard that knocked that out. And then he had two rushes, for 10 yards, so five yards a carry. Your point is, is that they, they they could have done a lot more to really, the tempo wasn't there. They were trying to burn clock. It felt like they were trying yes. to burn clock in the third quarter. So I, I think it was that lack of tempo more than the lack of of throwing the ball. And yeah, I, I, I guess I would have liked to see the tempo improve rather than trying to to really milk the clock when you're only up 11 points. I in the third quarter I want to see you put more points on the board, not run clock. And I think I think you helped me evolve it and kind of find it with that with that uh you know instant instant analysis and that was kind of like you heard me go yes like that was that was it. It's like all of a sudden the over the middle stuff kind of went away. Yes, I I recognize the runs were successful and and I Dude, that's I, I love that stuff. Chris Carson's my favorite player on the freaking team. And Chris Carson ran like a beast. He had a great game, great game. So it's not, it, it wasn't about the success of the runs per se. It was just like, wait a second. We've already done the hard work to loosen this thing up that we could, we could pick them apart at will. You, know, you mentioned Will Disley earlier. We talked about Everett. You know, we ended this game with 
Um, I think we had 10 attempts, I think, 10 passes to Lockett and Metcalf combined. I'm pretty sure that's accurate. It was like four catches each. And I think they both went four for five or something like that. 10 attempts to your top two dogs that you just don't, you just didn't need to. And I realized we ran this game going away and it was comfortable. It just could have been that much more of a blowout if we're just like, wait a second, dude, they, they can't keep up with us. Just, just hit it. Just go with more up-tempo and get that next score. Uh, they didn't until later in the game. And that's okay. I'd say we're not going to dwell on that, but you nailed it exactly right. And Brandon, we got we got more things to get to, which is the beauty, the beauty of when when we win, we got two more important things to get to before we get to from the flock, which we got a lot of great contributions from many members of the flock. The first thing is we have one rule, which is when we win, we start with an in. The second thing is more of a sidecar that when we win, not only do we go through the three in, three out. But you, Brandon, you get to serve up your brand in. I get to sit back and hear what you have to say, even if, even if I already stole one from you. So what do you got for this week after we demolish this team? What do you got? Yeah, this isn't a rule. This is just a tradition. This is, this right. is a new uh, wrinkle to the show that you installed last season. And my in this week, since I can't go to digs, I am going to my guy. Money, 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 money. Yes. Right, <laughs> Yes. Now, which one in particular? Because there's a, there's some to call out or, you know, what, what do you want to how do you want to add to that? OK, well, again, this was the series that led up to the Carson Wentz fumble. And Brian Monet was on each one of these tackles. They went on first and 10. This was after this was after Taylor picked up uh, 15 yards on a on a pass on, on the outside. Trey Flowers made the tackle on that. Uh, but then after they get the first down, they've crossed midfield. Taylor gets the ball on first down, runs up the middle, four yard tackle by Brian Monet. So he's there four yards on first down. This is pretty successful. It's not okay. bad. Yep. You, you yep. want your defensive tackle making that play. Then second and six up the middle. Jonathan Taylor, who is on the tackle, Brian Monet. Nice. And then again, third and three. It was Diggs coming in to really lay the, the wood. But it was Brian Monet that was there on the stop, too. So three straight plays where Monet was in on the stop and leading to that fourth and one fumble by Wentz. Love it. Love, love, love. And this dude was so much on the inside the ledger that it, he was like the hardest cut. I was like, oh, man, what am I not going to talk about? And I was like, you know what? We got the brand in. I, 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 had, I had a sense that you'd go with him. And I'm happy you did. He deserves the kudos. We talked about him in the in the preseason. It was like, uh, and it was I a have game. to interrupt you because yeah, ahead, I, I just, okay. because in bowling, you know, when you have the three strikes, you get the turkey. You get the turkey. If you if you get three tackles on three consecutive plays, is that is that a thing in football? Should we make it a thing? I think it's called the Monet. I, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure the play is the thing there, dude. You named it already. So that is the Moni Moni Moni, right? Uh, that's the thing. That that's a beautiful beautiful new concept. And there was a play. I think it was like early third quarter when they were pinned deep, when he blows past the Indianapolis center and he is on, you know, Prince Harry in about half a second, right? He is in his chest. It's an incomplete pass and he drives Wentz to the ground and not in an illegal way. Just, he just hits him the right way. Right. Wentz gets up wincing really, really badly. And I'm not saying, you know, whatever, you know, a 300 pound dude hits you, it's going to hurt. 
But that was another play where he just, he won. He won at the line of scrimmage, disrupt the play. Yeah, man. So happy to give, to give Monet that love with the brand in. He also, he also, okay. While we're mentioning other favorite Monet plays, let's go. The very last play of the third quarter. I, I don't know if he was trying to time it up with the fact that the clock was running down because you never see a guy who is a guy on the nose on the defensive side of the ball because he's looking at the ball. Right. You never see that guy get an offside penalty, but I think he was trying to time it up with the with with the game clock going down and thinking that, w- that maybe they would snap it with two seconds left to try and get a playoff before the end of the third quarter. And he just drives oh, the center yeah, yeah, back the- into Wentz. And it was it was a penalty, but it was the most fun penalty because it didn't even matter at that point, And it looks so awesome. You know, from the from the greatest one of the greatest eighties movies of all time, the cannonball run, the saying is if you're gonna be a bear, be a grizzly, right? And that and Monet was hey, if you're gonna do it, do it. Right. And uh and it gave us it gave us a moment. So for the moment, for the brand in, Monet for the win. Why don't we rotate? We got one more little segment we call it the MVC, that is the most valuable cranny. Now I reserved the right to pivot, right? So I got my three ins. I got, I got Brandon's in here as well. All right. So I got to make, I got to make a call on the fly here because we love the nooks, because we love the crannies. I'm going back to that first in where we talked about the motion of D Eskridge, the kick out of Everett Carson for nine yards, that scheme and using our, using our tight ends. It was not just using a guy like D with his speed and the way we're using more athletic tight ends to put a dude like Carson in space for nine yards, easy nine yards. Like you said, he could have probably gotten 10. That's the MVC, the most valuable cranny for the start of our 2021 season. All right, that is going to lead us to the only, the one, the only, our favorite section from the flock where, well, Brandon, before we get to from the flock, why don't you tell the good people of earth how the heck can they get involved? What can they do to be, you know, a part of a part of all this? You can be a part of the flock. You can go to getintheflock.com, patreon.com forward slash flock. And that is where you go. We have we have this Discord group that a lot of these ins and outs are going to be coming from. And that's because this is where we this is where we chat during the game. And then we have a three and three out channel. And so people will be they'll be celebrating a particular play and they'll go, ooh. This this could be a nook or a cranny, so I'm going to go throw it in the three in, three out channel on the Discord. And yes, that way you can get your voice heard on the show, and that's the way to do it. Patreon.com slash flock. You can also tag Clinton on Twitter with the hashtag 3i30 at Clinton Bond. This is, this is the time. This is your part of the show. This is this is it, and we had we had people coming in from the Discord. We had people coming in from Twitter, and we had people people coming in from the Seahawkers Pod Ring of Honor on Facebook. So from all angles, Brandon, why don't you pick a winner and start us off with our favorite segment from the flock? Let's kick things off with Christopher Beast Mode Twenty Four and in to Hyder for saving the TD in the first drive, last second tackle on Taylor. Yeah, Jamal Adams was there too. It was nice to see Jamal in on that tackle too, especially being the one who really helped extend that drive. But I, I, I knew what he was going for when he was really trying to jump that. And you mentioned it earlier. Oh, yeah. He, it was so close. And man, I, I don't think I got a good replay to see just how close it was. No, they they had the the first angle, which was like a little askew. And I love I love when producers do this. Like I know it's I know it's live fire. I get it. 
And your one job as a professional gets the privilege to produce an NFL game is to provide the best angle you possibly can. So they give you an angle that's like a little off. Like, I don't think he was offsides. He might have been offsides. They show a replay from like 45 degrees to, to the worst. It's like, all right, now now I have no idea. Like, thanks for giving me the yeah. uh, the you know, the all twenty two on that behind on that him. One. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, thanks for the uh, the head cam of Jamal Adams. Like, that's perfect. I can't tell where the hell he was, but but to uh, to Christopher, great job. We talked about that hider tackle, that Superman. So nice way to start this out. We do have an out from uh, Jake Burdeen. He says, Wentz shaking Mayoa like a bad habit. I think this was early. It was. I think Mayoa broke through. I saw number 10. I was like, who the hell is number 10? Okay, that's Benson Mayoa. Check. It's not Paul Richardson. It's not Jim Zorn. Benson Mayoa. Okay, got it. Yeah, at first I thought I thought Paul Richardson was like going around him like he had that one time and just couldn't hold on. But yeah, it was Mayoa. So Jake's got that out for for Mayoa. Mayoa made up for it, though. He got the sack later on. Yes, he did. Perfect. Decaf Metcalf fan club gives the in to eyebrows. What was this? What were the eyebrows, Clinton? Wait, what do you mean? You, you know, you know, right? You're not asking me like for reals, are you? You don't know eyebrows? Besides yeah, no, I'm, I'm not asking you for real. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> asking rhetorically because I knew you that you knew the answer. So, so uh, the announcers called him Raheem Green, which was cool, but <laughs> right. Raheem Green has the most perfect eyebrow. I mean, his eyebrows look like this. His <laughs> eyebrows are like this big, but they're somehow perfect. So Rasheem Green, I think she's, I don't know if it was the sack, the two bat downs, which by the way, we're going to track those bat downs, a tackle for a loss. Either way, Lisa from used to be from Seattle has the eyebrows, which is really nice. So going forward, Brandon, when you see eyebrows, you know, when you think of garbage, think of Akeem. When you think of eyebrows, think of Rasheem. That's the guy right there. Back I did hear Jake. Raheem, though. That was. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like, you know, as as if research is hard, you know, like there's not information available nowadays and you're not a professional who's, who's being paid a lot of money to call a game. But anyway, we digress. Back to Jake Burdine, another in Shane, the brain with the play design on the tight end screen. He's calling it as we saw it, too. Man, that was a lovely design. Decaf Metcalf fan club again. Lisa coming in says successful fly sweep. Didn't know we could do that. And another thing that I didn't know we could do, Russell Wilson had a quarterback sneak in this game too. What's going on? Great call out. Executed it quite well. It was a third and one. He gets it without real issue. He kind of just does what Tom Brady does. Takes the ball, dives for, for, for a yard and a half, and they move the chain. So good call out by you, by the way. We had LB with another in. He says pass rush already better than last year. Kept that one simple. It gives the end to the pass rush. He ain't wrong. Speaking of LBs, Christopher back in. Radigan with a nice tackle saving on a long run on the first punt of the second half. And Radigan, I saw him laying some wood on special teams. Dude, the guy's from West Point. Do you expect a dude who's from Army, Army football, to not just hit dudes and hit them aggressively? No, I expect that. I I do expect that. And I was still impressed. And to my boy, Greg Latavis, if he's out there, go Army beat Navy. We're going to oh, stick no, with- Oh, no, no, no. What? <laughs> I forgot. You're strike a Navy that. guy. That's strike right. that from the show. Right. Strike this, that from this the show. This will be on yeah. YouTube. This is not going to be on the podcast. Uh, fair, fair enough. It is. Uh, you, you, are, you are the producer. All right. Back to Chris. He says, out. Posick getting smoked by Buckner on a key third down, killing the drive. This was interesting because they were, they were, you know, we had different centers at different times, which was a bit of an experiment, but he gives the out to Posick, I, I, you know, sure. I thought Fuller played pretty okay. I don't know. Ish. Yeah, it was all right. Uh, not bad, right? It was I mean, okay. <laughs> yeah. 
Not, not great, everybody can be awesome. And then, correct. you know, that's if it's going to be the center this year, I'd rather it not be the right tackle like it was with Fetty in the past. So I, you know what? We'll figure it out. <laughs> and in I'm to Disley yeah, for it. casually pushing down number 58 on the Colts. And yes, casually putting him down uh, was was an understatement because it was it was violent and aggressive. And it was perhaps my favorite play of the day. Oh, it was beautiful. And I want to call out because this is this is a little combo package. We had David McCarry, David McCarry too, out on Twitter. He just sent the gif of Disley just, you know, mauling this guy, putting, putting, putting him into the ground, which is fantastic. Also in the Ring of Honor, we had Kenneth Reyes, Uncle Will's Derek Henry style, sit your ass down, stiff arm. He had that as well. I'm going to keep the Uncle Will love going. Kyle McDonald in the Seahawkers Pod Ring of Honor. He said, Uncle Will turning into Papa Will? He wasn't talking about that stiff arm. He was talking after D. Eskridge got hurt and D's trying to get up. And Will's like, no, 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 no. You, you, you stay right here for a little bit. You st- just, just sit down. We'll, we'll take care of you. So a lot of, a lot of uncle will love back to back to back. And yeah, and this wasn't like it was a safety or a corner. No, this was a six, one, 235 pound linebacker with Bobby Okariki. And so, yeah, it, it was no easy task just putting that guy in the dirt. Yeah, Hoko Hakariki, you know you want to lay me. Hit, hit the next in. Uh, Monet, I, we called him out earlier, the Raging Yang. Oh, I like the name, the Raging yes, Yang in the Discord. Me, the rage, yes, me too. <laughs> Monet, the Mack truck, serving up some wince pancakes. Yeah, and that was that was beautiful. And uh, love to see that you took that as the brand in. The Raging Yang was all over it. He did have an out. He says, the defense against any screenplay, which... I thought was a subtle cry in the wilderness, the wilderness for the wide receiver screen or any screen eater, KJ Wright. Yeah. KJ Wright used to eat screens. This didn't you know that teams couldn't screen against us because KJ Wright would just eat them like Galactus eats planets. Screen game was effective against us. On the Seahawkers podcast, we we called it out. We we were hoping that there is a conspiracy going on and that KJ Wright was actually wearing the mask of uh of our other linebacker jordan brooks i don't I, I think that that theory is gone now after seeing all those successful screens it might be gone but brooks to his credit did did score 11 tackles and looked uh pretty damn good himself oh, so yeah it's just so, that I mean, he was listen. you know if if that's his weakness if if the the wide receiver screen or the the running back screens is kryptonite then i guess we'll have to deal with that but he had it he had we'll a good day solve. we'll solve yeah he did he did we will solve for it Frost was in heavy on the Discord, comes with an end, says D looks solid most of the day. D-line putting up solid pressure. Diggs was all over the field. Taylor with a key sack and a QB hit. Green getting pressure consistently. Held them to 5-13 and 13 on third down and 0-3 on fourth. And yes, it's those last two stats that are key, and Pete Carroll loves those stats. Yes, and our third down stats looked weaker than they actually were because of Russell's little slides and stuff like that at the end of the game. Plus, the Colts get four sacks. Here, all right, so here's one, right? Here's no, one. they did not have four sacks. Russell exactly. Wilson sacked himself twice, and they right, gave exactly. to the dude who touched him as he slid down to the ground. Yeah, yeah. So here's here's so you know a quarterback can give himself up, and that's a sack. Okay, but Carlos Dunlap's play, actual play on the two point conversion where he busts through and gets a sack, doesn't count as a sack because, like, 
All right. I mean, like, you know, just we got to draw the line somewhere with with the, with the stupidity, which is why stats can be manipulated. All right. But it cannot be manipulated. Yeah. And you know what? Jay- that even yeah, that stuck yeah. with Carlos after the game, too, because yes. I, I heard him talking to uh, the the reporter for the Seahawks. And he was like, oh, well, it wasn't yeah, I got to him, but it wasn't a real stat. And so like you should be happy. You should you should be happy that you had that play that should go in as a sack. And instead, now you got Carlos Dunlap, who's well. Maybe we want him mad for the next game. Maybe so we want can, maybe, maybe we want we, maybe we want, we want him on Tannehill for sure, for sure. So we had Jay Scott has. Oh no, this, no, I did this last year. Jay Scott AZ twelve. I don't know why I want to call it. It's like Alcatraz. Jay Scott AZ twelve out. Not activating Alex Collins when you knew Penny would be hurt. Now I don't know that they knew that Penny would be hurt. However, um, you know, next game we could look forward to Alex Collins being suited up. And in from designed Pete's beach house to Dixon working his way around blown protection. And yes, this is the only show where you're going to get some, some yes. uh, analysis of a potentially blocked punt that turned into a penalty that ended up being a somewhat not negative play. And yeah, Dixon early on in this game, he, they, they get the penalty for illegal men downfield because he took too long to punt the football. But it was because he saw that left side crashing down and he ends up sneaking around to the right side, just getting the punt off. And uh, yeah, it was it was a good move by him to not have the punt blocked. Ultimately, they get some yardage, they get the penalty. And uh, I think, was that their touchdown drive that they ended up scoring on because they had the short field after that? It might have been because it went to like the 30 or 40 yard line as a starting starting point. And and that's and it's okay if it is. It's still it still prevented disaster. Look what it did to the Bills. The Bills got that punt blocked when they were down seven or down three, and then the Steelers take it away from there. That wasn't our you know, our, our Aussie with the awesome, uh, you know, uh, Australian-based tattoos. He knew what to do. That dude's an athlete, man. He's that's a straight athletic play to still make that. Which is why, like, hey, kids, don't or parents, do not single track your kids in sports. Put them in different friggin' sports because I can tell you what, that dude doesn't play Aussie rules football and rugby his entire life. He ain't making that play. I, I think on that same play too, and it was it was after the Colts touchdown. That was the drive that the Seahawks they got the ball back after the Colts touchdown. So there there was no score after it. But it, what did you see the ball? Did he bounce the ball off the turf before he kicked that ball? It looked like he, I don't know. I have to go back and watch okay. if he actually did the, did that, that, you know, that, that little Doug Flutie thing that Flutie did that one time and all the Aussies know about it. Um, but it was sure real low. Like it was, he dropped it to a super low position where he did not need an extended kick to still put, you know, put a ton of momentum behind it. It was, it was just sheer athleticism and practicing a different sport than the sport you play, which again, Parents, listen up here. We did have John Ryan's face. Speaking of listening, he says, in fresh legs for the starters due to skipping the preseason. I think that's pretty big. We went in with a fresh team. Yes, we, we came out with a couple of dings. That's NFL football, but we were healthy. Yeah, the rest versus rust argument. Rest wanted out in week one for the Seahawks. That is radical comes in and says, in. Each of Russell Wilson's touchdowns were from inside the pocket. Man, and and a couple of those were, and what a pocket it was a couple of times, right? I mean, just a good job. Now, I know the PFF grades. I saw Hawk Blogger out there tweeting the, the PFF grades for the interior line, and they were not pretty. It wasn't great, and it yet was still good enough, you know, good enough for, for Russ to step into a couple of times. Hey, man, 
Four touchdowns don't lie. Stats don't lie. Another person who does not lie. Flocked to Miss Prime. Keith Kenover. He goes biggest in no prevent defense. I like that. We didn't see, you know, two dudes and drop dropping the rest of the score back. We did, we barely saw a three man front. We got pressure with four. We got consistent pressure with our blitzes. Good call by Flocktimus. Yeah, the most that we saw on that was, I think, that scoring drive in the fourth quarter, uh, or or maybe even uh, both drives in the fourth quarter, uh, because, yes, the first one took five minutes off the clock. Uh, the second scoring drive for the, or well, the only scoring drive in the fourth quarter for the Colts, they ended up taking... Uh, almost five. Yeah. So it was, they had the ball time of possession for almost 10 minutes in that fourth quarter, but it, it got frustrating for me. I, I can't lie. It was a little <laughs> bit frustrating. Well, the time of possession ended up being like something like Seattle only had like 24 minutes of, you know, TOP, which whatever, that's Marshawn Lynch. So if, if you win the game by, if you win the game by 12 and your time possessions, uh, Marshawn Lynch's number, you know, you're going to have a good time. So I think we have two more here, Brandon. Why don't you take the Schmick and I'll, I'll, I'll land it. All right. Schmick with the in starting the season with a win one and oh. Yeah. I mean, simple, beautiful to the point and, uh, and a conscious tweet by Schmick there. Follow him at Mickey Swank out on Twitter. He's been consistent for a couple of years there. And we close, we close the in section, especially the flum, from the flock section with one from the man, the myth, Everything out there, Hong Kong Hawk Dave Bloomy. He says, In Carson Wentz for recovering on time to open the season as RB. I'm not going to say the word that way. We got we got kids here, but but we all get the we get the gist. What is he? What are they? 0 and 5? He's 0 and 6 now. He's 0 and Some, 6 now if you include the playoffs. Yeah. Oh, Carson and I, and I Wentz, do because those, those games matter. You, you yeah. should, you should include the playoffs. It just, yeah. I, I think it gets lost sometimes because people look at just the regular season numbers but yes Carson Wentz winless against the Seahawks yeah win winless in Seattle and outside Seattle against our Hawks Brandon that's gonna wrap it buddy we did this is our first you know three in three out of the year when it, you know for the season week one we first again real all, three in three out those other the other three and three out episodes all <laughs> fake this is the first were, real one we did it 20 weeks in a row during during the season. That was a lot of fun. Uh, it led to some great new things, but we we had a good week, and we're going to continue to have good weeks. So I am fired up. We got more stuff coming at you. And listen, I, let, let us know how you like the videos, too. If this is hitting you and you like it that way, we want to provide the content you know, any way you want to cut it up. So, Brandon, man, this is a good time. And I, I think our now we got a team, Tennessee. You guys are going to talk about it this week, and we'll do our what if a little bit later with our friend Phil later in the week, but we got a team in Tennessee that they didn't look so hot and, and things can change, you know, in an instant in the NFL, but they didn't look so good against the Cardinals. So we get to welcome them, welcome them in to the Pacific Northwest, make them come cross country. And we get to get fired up for the first home game of the year, rolling in one and oh, they take in the Cardinals. They, and now it doesn't get any easier. They got to come up to Seattle and take on our Seahawks. Yeah, man. And with that, there's only one thing left to say, go Hawks. Go Hawks.